This is the MindShift Podcast, where we share real stories, real strategies that will help you find real success. This is the place to hear from people just like you who have taken their ideas, goals, and dreams from a point of inspiration to realization, or when life knocked them down, from a point of breakdown to breakthrough. I'm your host, Daryl Evans. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about a question that I get on a regular basis, including yesterday leading into the recording of today's show. Should we be using Facebook ads or Google ads? And you could also look at this as saying social media ads in general. This particular person talking about TikTok and another person a couple of days ago talking about LinkedIn. The answer is, is it social media ads or Google ads? Let's jump right in and give you the answer. It's both at different times. Let's dive into these five points that I want to make for you really quick as you're thinking about your growth strategy, as you're thinking about customer acquisition and demand generation. Those are two different things, by the way, for those that don't know. It is really important to understand where both of these channels fit in the overall buyer's journey. If you've been around my work for any length of time, you will hear me continue to reference your buyer's stages of awareness and their journey. You know, I said something to this uh, entrepreneur yesterday during our coaching call. And I said to him, I said, one of the things that's super important is to meet them where they are with their problem, not your product. And he stepped back and was like, ooh, and he started writing notes down. And the point of the way I say that is we oftentimes think that it's our product that should show up first and convince someone that they need it. What I believe, and I believe for almost 30 years now, is that we should meet someone where their problem lives and then introduce our product when they decide they are looking for the solution. For this particular episode, let me go really quickly. I know we can link it up in the description below. The stages of awareness are about your customer, your prospect, your buyer, and where they are in their journey to being aware of not just your product or service, but in the problem level that they wish to solve. And here's how it looks. Number one, you've got your prospect and they're unaware that you even exist or unaware that they even are going to have a problem that your product or service can solve. That is where you find traditional brand advertising coming in, where you're building brand awareness in advance of someone needing that type of product or service. Number two is that person is problem or pain aware. That means they are already aware that they've got a headache. They're already aware that their back hurts. They're already aware that they're overweight and maybe they need to start working out. Whatever that looks like in your world, that problem or pain awareness leads that person on a journey. Okay, we'll come back to that in just a second. Next thing you know is they're gonna go to the stage three. That is, they start to become aware of potential solutions to the problem that they wanna solve. When they start becoming aware of those solutions, now it's important in stage four for you to show up. That means your product needs to be aware to them. That's when we start thinking about how is it now that you show up when they were on that journey. Step five, of course, is the one everyone likes to talk about, which is their purchase aware, their decision aware, their wallet in hand, credit card in hand, and they're ready to check out. The interesting thing about it is when we start to break down these couple of attributes between social media ads and Google ads, we'll understand quickly that number one in social media we are interrupting someone's social experience versus in Google, they had intent 
to go find an answer to a question or a problem or looking for the service, right? So point number one is social media is interruptive marketing, no matter how you slice it. I don't care how good the creative is. I don't care how nice it is. I don't care if it's a TikTok, if it's a reel. I don't care if it's a quote. I don't care how good the creative is. When someone sits down with their smartphone in hand, they are trying to have a social experience. And when we show up, it's very similar to just watching someone walk down the street and you just put up a sign in their face and say, buy my stuff or stop what you're doing and pay attention to me. There's a right way to do it. It's certainly effective and you can do it. But just notice the difference. The distinction in point number one is interruption versus intention. When people go to Google, they are intending to look for something. I had a phone call with an entrepreneur just a few days prior to today's recording, and she told me that no one clicks on ads. And I said, what do you mean? (laughs) No one clicks on ads? I said, or is that your opinion of your behavior? And I had to challenge her because in her case, her business is better suited for Google ads. But the issue was, was her belief was people skip the ads. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. If people skip Google ads, how is it then that Google makes 79% of its revenue from Google ads? And she was like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So we've got to be careful with our own behavior becoming the marketplace's reality. It is just not the case. Okay. So point number one is social media is interruptive and Google ads are going to be more from the consumer had intent to go do something. Let's go to point number two. I've already kind of alluded to it, but point number two is just the acknowledgement that someone is searching for something on Google and they're socially doing something on social. And the distinction simply there is they're in two different mindsets when they're on Google versus social media. And it doesn't matter the social media platform. They are in two different perspectives in their brain. And so many of us want to put our product, our service, our message, our why, our how, our what, our when, all of the things that our product is good at doing and just jam it in front of someone and potentially they're unaware. They're unaware that your service even exists. They're unaware of the problem that your product can solve, et cetera, et cetera. So again, point two here is just understanding the intent is different. Their mindset is different at that point of engagement on social media. That's when we we start thinking about customer acquisition and lead generation, which is what a lot of people come to us for. And the difference is there's a point at which you can generate leads and it's proven that you can do this. However, what you forget to remember is there's an aspect of building brand that matters. I wonder how many times you filled out a lead form for Nike. I wonder how many times on a social media ad you filled out a lead form for Starbucks or you've signed up for a webinar for Coca-Cola. See, as small businesses and service-based businesses, sometimes we forget that brand marketing matters just as much as acquisition marketing, right? Creating demand and customer acquisition are two different things. They support the same goal, but they're two different activities, okay? Let's move on to point number three. And I've already alluded to this again prior, but I wanna dive a little bit deeper. Problem aware versus unaware. And when I think about this concept of problem aware, one of the things that I always like to remind entrepreneurs and marketers and CEOs is that your solution isn't the only solution available. And one of the best ways to build trust that I have found over 25, 30 years now doing this, and that is, is to make your prospect aware of all of the solutions, not just your solution. You see, when I think about How do you bring someone closer to you? And I use words in my coaching and in our agency. I try to get us out of the technical words of digital marketing and 
customer acquisition and conversion rate and opt-in rates. And I try to get into the mind of the human. And what I think about on social media is if we're going to stop and get someone who's unaware of who we are, what we do, how we do it, how we solve, then how do we invite them into our world? Not just get a lead. Inviting them into our world could be to get them to stop the scroll and watch a video. To get them into our world, it could be that they just simply hit like, comment, or share on a post. And now into our world means we can now retarget them for up to 365 days at the time of doing this video on most social media platforms. It could be 180 days, could be 90 days, depending on where you're at. So getting people to come into our world who were unaware is just as good as getting a lead. Why? Because you got them to stop and they were unaware of you to get them to step into your world. Back to the idea of presenting all solutions, not just your solution. The concept comes up to be, if I've got a headache today, well, there's a number of ways to solve a headache. I don't have to go to a chiropractor. I don't have to go get a massage. I don't have to take ibuprofen or Tylenol or leave or Advil or whatever the product is. I could go take a nap. I could go get a bath. I mean, there is a number of ways to get rid of a headache today. And if I'm the person creating the content, I would invite my prospect to consider all the options, not just my option. And I think a lot of people don't realize that in building trust, you present all the options. You know, one of my favorite, some people will call these a closed technique, but I just always tell my customers or my prospects that as we start to engage in a dialogue about how we can assist you in reaching your goal, whether it's digital growth, acquisition, lead gen, brand, whatever it may be, I always let people know there are four options for you to move forward after our discussion. Number one, you could decide that maybe the timing's not right and you're not going to do anything. That's option one. Number two, you might decide you want to take the information you received and do it yourself. Maybe you've got a team. Maybe you're willing to hire your team, build your team. You're going to do it DIY. That is option number two. Option three is you might choose to work with one of my competitors. Maybe you know someone already in the business. Maybe you're already engaged in a relationship. Maybe you'll take the information and the light bulb will come on and you'll be like, oh, I'll go do it with a competitor of mine. Well, that's the least favorite of mine, but that is an option. And then number four, I always like to laugh and joke and say, option four is that you do it with us. You do it with me. You let me and my team help you. Okay. I want to present all the options. And that's what I think about when it comes to problem aware, unaware, not just trying to stuff my solution down their throat. Number four, this is a simple concept, but I told this story in a live seminar just recently. And, and it hit me because I'm a runner. I run with two different pairs of shoes today. I run with Brooks and I run with Adidas. And Adidas kind of caught me off guard because I didn't think of Adidas as a running company. And it turned out that I started running with this pair of shoes called the Ultra Boost. And I have flat feet. And once I realized that those shoes were going to fit me really well, and they were well designed for someone like myself with flat feet, uh, that's become one of my favorite pairs of shoes. Well, I go to the Adidas store. So let me tell you this quick story. I like to think of social media <laughs> as door knocking. You know, 30 years ago, I was in the real estate business. And I thought about the times when I used to have to go knock on doors to introduce myself to homeowners in the marketplace and let them know my real estate services were available should they ever want to list or sell their home or if someone was renting that, of course, I could help them with purchasing. That was the old school way of doing it, although, believe it or not, still in that archaic industry, I still see people doing it to this day. Don't know why they're doing such an unleveraged activity because there's a faster way to build trust and brand, but we'll do that in another video. The interesting part about door knocking was that it was essentially me inviting myself to their home to interrupt them. And by the way, you can introduce this as cold calling, door knocking, cold emailing, cold DMing. It all shows up today in all sorts of forms. 
And it isn't that a certain percentage of those people will not engage in a dialogue. And it isn't that a certain small percentage of them could be potentially interested in your solution today. On the flip side, when I walk into Adidas, it is their assumption and job to assume that I'm there to purchase something. Now, because I got up and with my intention, walked across the threshold of their store and invited myself into their world. It is appropriate for them to walk up to me and suggest how they can help me, show me the right product and show me the checkout process. Point four today is just understanding the difference between going into someone's world versus them coming into yours. I'm a big fan of inbound marketing, as you know, for the last 12 years now, 13 years, we've been doing it online. We've been partners with HubSpot for a long time. But this idea of how do we go build brand, take someone who's cold, but then invite them into our world to where they step across the threshold and come into our world. It's a different conversation. Point number five is a really short one and simple one. And it's something that I think a lot of people are, are rushing through the concept. And that is building brand versus just acquiring customers. See, one of the things that we think about is when you build brand, people know who you are. They already trust you. They like you. They come to you, even if they're not ready to buy. Acquisition is a point of sale. And I always like to make jokes. And I say, if they stop and give you their email address, that was a sale. It's not just if they give you the money. If they give you the email address and then show up for the webinar, that's a sale. If they show up to the webinar and then head to the checkout page, that's a sale. These are all micro sales. You don't transact money, of course. But when you get them to stop in the newsfeed on social media and then they engage with your content and they enter your retargeting sequence, I consider that a sale. So this idea is that are you putting enough energy into brand or are you always just focused on acquisition? Facebook and Instagram, social media, all of the things on social media, I think of as their brand, they're interruptive, they're unaware, they're like door knocking, and there's a right way to do it. On the flip side, I think of Google as there's intent, they're searching, they're problem aware, they came into the store, and that's a great place for acquisition. I know I did that sort of quickly, but I hope that that sort of landed with you because there's too many people thinking that your business is going to scale strictly through acquisition. I'll finish with this point, and I said it to this uh, entrepreneur yesterday. The experience that you bring your customer through is going to scale your business better and faster than any acquisition channel on the planet. Let me tell you what I mean. You're only going to get a certain ROI on acquisition channels. And always we hear that, well, we can't measure our ROI when we're doing brand advertising. What do you mean you can't measure ROI on brand advertising? So the issue is, is like this gentleman, I told him he was likely going to have more business scale out of word of mouth, but word of mouth wasn't scalable. So when you're starting something brand new and you have no marketplace presence, no one knows that your product is available, especially when it's innovative, especially when it's new, no one is searching for this guy's product. Just like nobody was searching for Uber before Uber started. Nobody was searching for Airbnb before Airbnb started. Nobody was searching for the product. So if you've got something great and no one's searching for it, it is your job to build brand. It is your job to go on social and interrupt and find people that are unaware so you can make them aware, door knock, if you will, digitally. But on the flip side, there is a balancing act between brand, awareness, and acquisition, and it takes both. So to wrap this episode up, I just want to share with you that it takes both social, interruptive, people that are unaware, making them aware, and doing that smartly. And we have a mechanism for that. I've been teaching it for about six years now that we've really honed it in on social. And it's my three social media ad campaigns. I'll link up a, a link down here if you want to watch a replay of 
my recent training related to those three campaigns. It's a simple three campaign structure. Been using it for quite some time with our clients. It's been working successfully. It works still to this day. It doesn't matter what platform you're on. It works on all three platforms, just the budget changes depending on what platform you're on. But then you can't discount Google. People hate Google. And I know there's a lot of drama. In it. And look, I'm an agency. When I hear all the drama, I, I have to deal with it all the time. We are always fussing with some of the things going on with Google. But let's be clear that if Google ads didn't work, they wouldn't make the vast majority of their revenue. Most people don't realize that Google has had two to 300 project failures that you've never heard of. And if you really think about it, you don't pay Google for much. If you've got a YouTube subscription, you're paying YouTube, that goes to Google. And some of you do that to avoid ads, I know I do. But if you really think about it, how does Google make all their money? It's in ads. Well, if it was in ads and they've got over what I heard is 7 million advertisers, how is it then that if ads don't work, they're making all that money. It's not on Gmail. It's not on Google Docs. Well, it could be on Workplace. But the point is, both channels are relevant. Both channels are necessary. And if you're a serious entrepreneur, CEO, head of marketing, you've got to nail both. You've got to nail brand. You've got to know how to properly introduce yourself, your product, your service, and introduce yourself into a perfect stranger's world. And then you have to have mechanisms to warm that person up, to bring them along in their journey. And when it's appropriate, when they get to stage four, it's appropriate to introduce your product. And I get a lot of people that fuss with me about this, but I told this story to this uh, entrepreneur yesterday. Today, we just closed a pretty decent contract at the time of recording this. And the gentleman entered my world in 2016. 2016. See, it wasn't appropriate when he came into my world in 2016 for us to do business at that time. In fact, he was starting something completely different back then that apparently never got off the ground. And that was part of the reason why he's been in touch with me in my world over the last six, seven years. Some people say, well, how'd you do that? Well, email, the number one ROI channel on the planet to this day is still email. I've got a video and a training on that. We'll see if we can link that up down below. So you can check that out as well through all of this hype and fuss and email and Google email is still the number one channel. So here this guy comes into my world about two or three months prior. And now we just locked in an arrangement. It took seven years, but did it take seven years? Because I didn't have to do much heavy lifting over seven years. I showed the value. We introduced what we could do, how we could do it. His timing was off and I couldn't control that. My job, and I've said this for years and I'll leave it with you today. And that is when someone comes into your world, it's not about if it's a matter of when. The only question is, is whether you'll be there or not. I hope this has been helpful for you today. I want you to rethink how you're thinking about acquisition. There's a lot of challenges right now. Inflation's high, costs are high. Everybody's in the chase for the now dollar. And I'm going to ask you today to be a little bit more patient. I'm going to ask you to think through strategy. I'm going to ask you to think about where the buyer is in their journey, not where you'd like them to be. If this is the first time you've been to one of my channels or this podcast, my name is Daryl Evans. Uh, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Yoko Local Digital Marketing Agency here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I also do coaching under the Growth Driven Entrepreneur brand. And of course, we run this show called MindShift Podcast. And I would invite you to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, whatever you do when you enjoy something. And if you did enjoy it, please let us know. Hit me up on social at Mr. Daryl Evans, and I'll see you again on another episode. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey, my friend, thanks again for listening to today's episode of the MindShift Podcast. Listen, let's not have the conversation end here. Connect with me on social at Mr. Daryl Evans on almost all the platforms with the exception of Facebook. My Facebook fan page is at Daryl Evans fan. Until next week, 
remember, you're just one shift away from the breakthrough you're looking for.